Welcome to another edition of No Brains, No Headache Podcast. This is episode 12. I'm your host, Jordan, and I will be joined shortly with my co-host, Matthew. On today's show, we have headlines including NFL and XFL news, and we will talk about the dumpster fire we like to call the Miami Marlins. This week, we did Olympics of Munchie Snacks. Whether it's a road trip or a night in watching movies, we talk about our favorite snacks. Netflix released season 5 of Last Chance U. It'll be the last season of that show, so we did a recap and review. Finish up with Cleary's comments. And no guests this week. However, Matt and I have worked really hard to secure a great guest list going forward, so stay tuned for that. Let's get it on. Matt, how was your weekend? It was good. What'd you do? It was my vacation. Uh, me and my siblings, my dad, we went out to Park Rapids, Minnesota. Rented a little Airbnb cabin on a private lake. Did some swimming. Did some fishing. Did some drinking. It was nice to not actually have to do anything. Yeah, did you burn any building materials from a garage to keep a fire going? No, we did not. They had plenty of firewood. Well, that's good. I was also at the lake. We had some cousins out. Let's just say we got a little drunk on Friday night. My cousin who was there, he biffed it over some brick steps, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, I actually, so we were moving everything in, and my dad was walking in there, the staircase going downstairs, had like a stair that like juts out and goes down, and he's walking with like a suitcase, steps on that... (laughs) Loses his balance, is like, dup, 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 like throws the suitcase over his head. It was pretty funny. Yeah, a good old a good old trip is always funny. You can never not laugh at that. It's kind of like a little toot. But he biffed it over this brick. Like this brick was like a fucking cinder block. This thing went like two feet. He went like ten feet, but it was hilarious. Was he running? No, I, I would say fast walking. He's a large human. He also went on a pontoon ride at about 2 a.m., not driving, but fell asleep on the pontoon. Then when they got back, let's just say getting off the pontoon was a little bit difficult. I would have just left him. Well, he was laying on the dock at one point, and it was like 2 in the morning. Well, at least if he's on the pontoon, it's less of a chance he rolls off into the water. Yeah, I mean, whatever works, no matter how flamboyant you are, you don't want to leave somebody on a dock. But got after it on Friday night. Saturday, Friday, got after it. Saturday, Matt just pulled out a four loco from a paper bag, and yep, and he is drinking a four loco. This is a no brains, no headache podcast. Breaking news: four loco, the first ever cracked on the show. How does it taste? It's actually not bad. Not bad. Anyway, speaking of Four Locos, on Saturday, I did this whole, starting, started drinking at 10 a.m., played beer darts at 1, I was in a deep coma by 3 o'clock, fell asleep for 4 hours, boot, rally, 5th of Soco, 5th of Soco, ended up drinking tequila of all things until 3 a.m., so, good Saturday. I got drunk twice on Saturday, three times over the weekend. I had a brief little pukey on Sunday morning, and then I recovered beautifully. It was textbook. 
It was the booze was all sweat out of my system by noon on Monday. So it was a clean, drunk weekend. Uh, the one thing I have to add to my weekend before we get into some headlines. Joe, my brother. Recurring guest. I know he's listening to this. If we did death and taxes this week, it would be death taxes and Joe pretending he's sleeping on the last day of vacation to get out from cleaning up. That's just a smart move on his part. You don't want to clean up on a Sunday after a 48-hour bender. But a lot of it's just like fucking picking up little shit, but he did, he's been doing it for 20 years. Well, and if, and if why he has used to... Pro- oh, wait, that's why it's death and taxes, so it's a guarantee. Yeah. I could have told you that for free. But we were up at like 7, and we're like, yeah, we got to be out of here by 11. Joe gets up at 9. I go down to his room, which was... He was the last one to get there, so he had the room that was... The theme was the movie Cars. And Did he have a car bed? No. If he would have, I would have taken that room. I took the loft. Yeah, if there's a car bed, I'm going to take that. Yeah, hands down. That is a rule. You have to take a car bed if there's a car bed. Pretty sure it's in the Geneva Convention. You don't know what that is. Anyway. Long story short. Short story long. Joe sucks, and I hope he hears this. Joe, hope you're hearing that. Let's get into some headlines. Marlins patched together a rainbow rag flop for a baseball team. As you know, we're an anti-Marlins podcast. Last week, they had two coaches and 18 players. 18 players tested positive for this, you know, that thing that's going around COVID-19 global pandemic. I don't know why we're surprised. Mind you, Matt. There's only 30 roster spots. 18 players out of 30 are gone, plus two coaches. Triple A guys aren't doing anything, though. They can bring them up. Oh, yeah. Let's break it down how they put together a scrap squad, shall we? Seven minor leaguers, three waiver wire additions, two guys from the IL, two from trades, and one from free agency. So the front office was busy. Manager Don Mattingly said, and I quote, some of the guys I've never met. How do you coach a group of guys you never met before, Matt? I don't know. I just saw that they were like the Cardinals have pretty substantial outbreak on their team as well from going on riverboat gambling, which I don't fault them for. But Marlins playing when they just had that happen, not two weeks goes by and they're just like, Okay, yeah, just go ahead. Fuck it. Um, Don Mattingly isn't Lou Brown, so he's not able to manage a bunch of knuckleheads. Lou Brown had a heart attack. Yeah, he's also working at a tire place before the Cleveland Indians infamously signed him to manage their squad. But the Marlins came back last Tuesday. They won 4-0 over the Baltimore Orioles. And are currently sitting atop the NL East. But they played five games? Four. As of right now, they played four atop the NL East at four and one. Or excuse me, three and one. Is this their plan? Was that their plan all along? You realize they have to play 55 games in 48 days. I was wondering, is there a certain amount of games you have to play to like qualify for the playoffs? You have to play a 60-game season. But I think there's a rule. That's not going to happen. There's a rule that when you play double headers, you just do... Seven innings? Seven innings, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're basically botching these rules together as they go. Oh, COVID outbreak during a global pandemic. We didn't see that one coming. Now let's vote a rule into doubleheader seven-inning games, which I get. I'm just saying at a certain point, like if you haven't done enough games, at a certain point you won't be able to finish the season. Yeah, I think if there is like a date that it's like, well, if you had to reschedule X amount of games, you're not allowed to... If you don't hit this benchmark in games by this date, you forfeit the rest of your games. I was thinking like 45 or 50. But you can't give the other teams those wins because it's like kind of their division. I don't know. It's such a shit show. What do you mean give those other teams their well, when, wins? Well, when they forfeit. So the Marlins forfeit after 30 games. No, it just, it just counts as... A- not a draw, but, what, but it just counts as nil, nothing. But, but what if what if the team they're playing, who's ready to go, doesn't meet their game quota because there's three or four teams? I get what you're saying. It's now. a real catch twenty two situation, if you will. Kudos on the pronunciation. I don't know what MLB is going to do. Hopefully, our beloved NFL sees this and goes forward. Speaking of which, Matt, do you have some headlines? I do know what the NFL is going to do. Because there's some wild headlines coming out. First, the Seahawks are trying to sign Antonio Brown and bring back Josh Gordon. If this is 2014, they're going to have some awesome receivers. You are aware marijuana is illegal in the state of Washington. Is is legal, excuse me, in the yeah, state of Washington. But you still can't do it under NFL guidelines. I know, I know, but... you know, Which is wild, because we just found out that a friend living in Colorado has to pass a drug test so he can't smoke weed. If it's something that's illegal, I just don't get that. I think it comes down to the private entity saying, I don't care what's legal or not, we're going to drug test regardless. So I, I could, it's alcohol is legal in North Dakota and everywhere else. Can't go to work drunk, or at least you're not supposed to. I mean, it's, it's really no different. No comment. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, the second drink of this Four loco significantly worse than the first. Here, let's... All right. I was going to save a live taste test for next week. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it live. I am about to live taste test Four loco Fruit Punch, 12% <laughs> alcohol volume, contains alcohol. Yep. Stop reading the goddamn labels. I'm just looking. It's the four worst logo. radio in. The... It's got twelve sugars, four score, and seven B's ago. No, I'll tell you what's in this four loco. One guaranteed blackout. Here we go. Right out the gate, a lot of fizz. Are you sure this isn't Nyquil? Right away, it's like it's not too bad, but then like that aftertaste. And then right now, yep, yep, tastes like cat litter. Mixed with... Did I ever tell you the time I almost ate cat shit? Now is a great time to tell me. No, you haven't. So I was over at the Dome's house, and I jumped onto their couch, and their cat had just taken a hot dump on the couch. The old steamer, huh? Well, it was... It wasn't a very, uh... Tender. Firm. It was It was there for a while, is what I was going for. Fresh. But, it but wasn't ju- very fresh. But I jumped on the couch, and it landed, like, right here. My face. Matt is pointing to his cheek. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're not on video. But, and I was like, <laughs> and yeah. 
I'm sorry, what were you like? Because you had cat shit on your face. Yeah, it was a tough one. Can I start calling you cat shit face? Yeah, if I can start calling you criminal. Nailed it out of the park there, Matt. What's your XFL news? Uh, The Rock. He bought the XFL. Which is really funny because I read back into it. He only put like a million dollars down. They bought it for $15 million, which is just a drop in the bucket to what Vince McMahon put into it. He put in, what is it, $200 million was his two-year plan. That's a steal for them. Honestly, they should scale it back, have 5,000 or 10,000 capacity stadiums, sell it out, make it about football. And if anyone can do it, I think it's going to be The Rock being the face of it. Because, I mean, he's only a small part of it. But I think they're going to make him the face of the ownership, which they should. Let me get this straight. People bought the XFL as a whole for $15 million, and The Rock put in one of the 15. And I'm sure he gets like a 25%. He's part of a group that bought it. But they get the name XFL, which I think they should dump. I think they should... Go with, like, the, the USFL. Go old is good. Yep, old is making a comeback. And I think they should go outside of NFL markets into smaller stadiums. Venezuela. Inside the U.S. Oh. Venezuela right now is smaller an absolute market. dumpster fire. They're having a whole gasoline crisis that is it's really weird You grab that country because that is literally the last place I would want to go. But, yeah, I think the XFL could be awesome. I loved it when it was going on. So when are they coming back? I think the plan is for February. Like usual, like right after the Super Bowl, tentatively? Yeah, but with what's going on in the world today. Yeah, who really knows if we're ever going to have legitimate sports to talk about? And speaking of speculation, the Johannes Cespedes. We'll stop you right there. Johannes Cespedes. Not going to work here anymore. Um... He was, so he basically, what he did was went into his hotel room, packed up his stuff, and was opting out. And do you ever play that game like uh, Banana Phone or whatever, where you, or Telephone? Why did fucking Banana Phone? I'm pretty sure you bought a Banana Phone one time. That's why your subconscious thought about Banana Phone. But when you whisper in someone's ear and then it has to go all the way around, you see if it gets there. He literally packed up all the shit from his hotel room and just left. He was, like, opting out, and I think he told people that. But how it, like, came out was they don't know where he is. He may be either kidnapped or dead. I mean, let's just say, I think, who the fuck does he play for right now? The Mets. Yeah, the Mets organization jumped the gun, But I think the Mets were the ones that originally brought him out and... Whoever their owner is, uh, Dolan or whatever, thank you, he paid like $15 million to get him out of Cuba, which is just wild. Was that in uh, Cuban money or American dollars? American doll hairs. That's, that's a good chunk of change. It's a lot of Chiba. It's like Korean baseball where you have to pay two hundred grand just to talk contracts with the guy. Imagine trying to fit $15 million in your prison wallet. Would you eat a million dollars for a million dollars if you had a year to do it? 
Are they all on $100 bills? Yes. Easily. Let me pull out the old calculator for this one. It's $10,000 bills in a year. Divided by 365, what are we at? You got to eat 28 bills a day. I have to eat $2,800 worth of $100 bills a day? Yeah. I may have to consult with the doctor and see how this works. I had a sheet of paper one time. for One sheet of paper. Man. It was within an hour. But I don't know. If you mince it up in a magic bullet, put in some taco meat. The technology with currency these days, there's some shit on a $100 bill that probably shouldn't be digested by the human body. I'm just saying. Well, maybe if it was just like, the sheets of paper wise. So you'd have to eat like what is probably five hundred dollar bills for a sheet of paper. So you have to eat six sheets of paper a day. Yeah, still not gonna happen, Matt. Good question though. Just not gonna happen. Well you thought like immediately yes, but it's a lot I'm gonna try. Unless or put it in a smoothie. Mix it up. Would, so you, like would you eat a million dollars for a million dollars? But if you didn't finish, you have to pay back whatever you, you ate. I would just say fuck it, and I'll give it the college try. I'd be drinking smoothies and just eating like burgers, like cooked burgers with like ground hundred dollar bills in it and shit. It's an expensive cheeseburger. Let's get into some Olympics of Munchy Snacks. It was my choice this week. I decided to go with Olympics of Munchy Snacks. It's just such a broad category. We can talk about it for days. Basically anything that you can buy from a gas station or a grocery store. Like I said, road trip, night in, hanging out with whoever. Any snack you can get. Matt, would you like to start as is tradition? I actually have some did not qualify. I also have a did not qualify. There's a there's a couple of them. Like if you get if you heard of the, the candy good and plenty, I've, I could probably recognize it's it. It's like black licorice flavored hard candy. My disqualified is black licorice, so I'm glad yeah. we're both on the same page yeah. there. If you like that, um, you shouldn't like that. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at my father because he likes black licorice. My dad does too. God damn it. <laughs> He's like, the only reason I buy good and plenty is because you guys won't eat it. Black licorice sounds about as appetizing as a virtual 5K. I said it. Sorry if you run 3.2 miles, but not great. Sounds about as appetizing as a fucking actual 5K. I don't want to fucking run 3.2 miles. Oh, I think in the virtual 5K, you still run 3.2 miles, but like... You just kind of hold your phone and sweat in a camera live? I don't, I don't I don't know. That sounds fucking miserable. Black licorice sounds as about as appetizing as Jose Cuervo. Warm. Or Jose Cuervo cold. <laughs> <laughs> Shit fucking sucks. <laughs> what are your other DQs, if you have any? Uh, I had a couple, but I didn't write them down. Oh, Oh, Matt is also doing a live Olympics. He did not prepare anything. I started it when we did the episode. I wrote it down, but yeah, that's about all I got. So I'll get into Lost in the Metal Round, Gobstoppers. Love it. The hard candy, good for sucking on. I usually bite them. I actually lost part of my tooth last year on a Gobstopper. 
Um, if Dieter Dental, you're listening, I'm not paying that $1,900 bill you keep sending me. I already paid it. <laughs> My last in the meta round is Mike and Ike's, but the green box. Are you a Mike and Ike fan, Matt? If so, what color of box? Because the green box is original fruits. That's that's the one I like. I don't like the when they get like rainforest or whatever. There's the tropical typhoon. Tropical Skittles though, I can fuck with. Red Rageous Berry Blast. You fuck that. Um, I like Mike and Ike green ones. You gotta love candy that comes in a box. So it's it's definitely a movie candy for me. My bronze Funyuns. Matt, me and you are like telepathic, man. I love Funyuns. Such a good snack. You could put them on a burger, brush your teeth with them. Plus, do you count? You're you're a pun guy. Is that accurate? Is that an oh, accurate statement? I bought my cat food because it was the name of it was the perfect bistro. It gave my cat a urinary tract infection. I had to take him to the vet today, so now I had to change his food. Yeah, but you're not going to stop eating Funyuns now, are you? No. And great pun. I mean, absolutely. What what would you say is better? And I'm just going out on a limb here. What would you say is better? Funyuns or an awesome blossom? Like a blooming onion? Awesome blossom. I said what I said. Awesome blossom is from what restaurant? Chili's. Okay, I was going off the Outback Steakhouse, but... Wait, is it Outback? Outback Steakhouse has the blooming onion. Somebody get to us. Somebody DM us. Where are awesome blossoms from? I am having a hard day today. Because I can't figure out where the hell awesome blossoms are from. Nope, Google doesn't help either. Let's move on. I think you just made that up. I think that was a Powder Puff Girl's name. Awesome Blossom? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's an appetizer from... It's Blooming Onion. Either the Chili's or the Outback Steakhouse restaurant chain. I don't know. Either way, the Blooming Onion is better because you can dip it in ranch and it is hot and fried. But Funyuns are still awesome. My bronze is Sour Cream and Onion Pringles. First of all... You gotta respect Pringles for putting their chips in a fucking grain silo, okay? I've liked them since I was a kid. Uh, kettle cook chips are pretty bomb too, but I have to go. This is my list. This isn't, you know, the popular list. Sour cream and onion Pringles, my bronze. I've liked them forever, not changing. Also, another thing about Pringles, the day you figure out your hand is too fat to get to the bottom of the Pringles oh. can... It's a tough day. Yeah, talk about a day runner. It's... I've been saying the saying single as a Pringle lately. Doesn't make any sense. There's like fucking 50 at least Pringles in that bitch. When I realized my hand was too big to fit in a Pringle can, was more monumental in my life than finding out I had my first pube. You ever get the stacks? It's like the plastic one. When you finish oh, it. Oh, yeah. When you finish it, you just got to squeeze that some bitch. That cap goes flying. My silver medal. Gummy worms. Oh, dude, the gummy worm slash bear wasn't even on my radar. Not bears. Fuck bears. I went with gummy family. Bears, because they have those clear ones that are like pineapple, the clear gummy bears. Are you talking about Haribo golden bears? Haribo. Haribo. I don't like the bears. I like the worms. Worms are better. Sour. You get a lot of... Any gummy worms, it's hard to mess them up. Flying under the radar. <laughs> Matt, press, tell me otherwise. Matt, I'm going to get to my silver in a second here, but 
I don't want to get too off subject, but should we drink? Cheers. I'm drinking a four loco. Fucking kill me. That was your choice. Okay. My silver is Kit Kat. If you look, if you watch my list, you'll kind of see I checked off all the boxes when you can consider the types of snacks, but nothing better than a Kit Kat. You gotta love the texture. You gotta love the flavor. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that football cream apple sauce. <laughs> It's football cream. All right, let's go. I mean, if I had to choose between football cream, applesauce, and Kit Kat, I'm probably going to take Kit Kat nine times out of ten. Matt, let's get on to the gold round. My gold. I drank way too much for a loco right now on my puke. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to lie. Matt is battling right now. He's been drinking a four loco and doing the podcast. All for content. Um, My gold medal <laughs> is Cheez-Its. Your gold medal is in. <laughs> well, if it was gonna be a, we were gonna do road trip snacks, but it's been done before, so we did munchies instead. My, yeah, no, my, my gold medal is gonna be a road beer. So Matt, you're going with no brains, no headache podcast, Olympics of munchie snacks, road beer slash beer. Let's just go with beer. But I like cheez its. Well, okay, is it beer or cheez its? Was it? Are we doing road trip snacks or munchies plus slash snacks? Were you gonna say beer was your gold for road trip snacks, but we didn't do road trip snacks, so now it's cheese its. Yeah. Oh, tough concept. Took you seven years to get through college. Yeah, at least I went to a D one school. You sack of shit. You went to BSC for two years. It's not where I graduated from. You graduated from NDSU. D one. Roll turd. Also, not cheese nips. Oh, fuck cheese nips. My mom, one time I told her to get me cheese its She got me cheese nips. I didn't talk to her for a week. Uh, I would have went a whole month. That's a week. I still ate the cheese nips. I'm not an animal. Yeah, I would still eat the cheese nips. Let's not get out of line here. Who's your gold? Okay, gold. Beef and cheese stick. Now, it's really touchy because... Your quality. There's a could lot of shitty ones shit. out there. Okay. Gold medal, beef and cheese stick, very touchy. And that's why I chose it. Because when you do get a good beef and cheese stick, boy does it hit the spot. Now that that's a big road trip snack for okay, me. Okay, give me a give me a mark. So you get one beef and one cheese. That's kind of what I'm going for. Dollar ninety nine. No. Nope. If you're not spending six and a half dollars yeah, on a beef and cheese stick, you're not doing it right. Oh, it's wild. Like beef jerky too is so expensive. I got like a huge bag of beef jerky one time, and it was like from Tesoro here. I was like, ah, beef jerky sounds good. And they're like, seventeen fifty. What the fuck? Yeah, I have beef jerky could be a cold gold a cold gold technically. It's too it's too expensive. It is. But the beef and cheese stick is great because Definitely a road trip snack for me, and it dates back to college when, whether you're going back to college or back home for the weekend, you don't eat before you leave, or at least I'd always forget to eat, and then halfway through, I would just pick up a beef and cheese stick, fill up the old gullet, be able to finish my drive. So that's why I'm going with beef and cheese stick. Olympics of Munchie Snacks. There it is. Netflix released season five of Last Chance You. It's a documentary about junior college football players. 
First two seasons took place in East Mississippi Community College with coach Buddy Stevens. Third and fourth season took place in Independence, Kansas with coach Jason Brown. Now we're at season five, which is the final season. Laney College in Oakland, California, where they have coach John Beam, who has coached for 40 seasons. They went 11-2 and the prior season, and they won the California State Championship as a number six seed. So last chance you deem them worthy of a season. Matt, did you watch? Yeah, I did. The, I, did you see that they claim themselves national champs, too? This year, or the they, year they recorded? Yeah, in tw- or the year before. Because California is separate from the rest of junior college. They don't play each other. Yeah, Cali Juco is an island of its own. I did not see that, but I'm not going to lie. This isn't going to be a very good segment because I stopped watching after they went 2-3 and three on the season. I thought they picked last chance U schools because they're like good at Juco. This team finished 6-4 and four on the season. Hate to break it to you. Hate to ruin it if you haven't seen it. They went 6-4, and four, and I'm sorry. I'm not going to watch a team that's losing. You should have watched the rest of it. This was I mean the, I probably will. This was the best season outside of the first the first season is the best. The third season's the second best. This one or the third season and this one are tied for second best. Two is really good. Season four, don't watch. Lot to unpack there. Yeah, I quit watching and went back to season one again. Fired it up, watch Miss Brittany, but Last chance, U Laney College, Oakland, California, season five. Head coach John Bean. He looks like a mix of Sam Elliott and Jeff Fisher. He's got a Fu Manchu, and it's ridiculous. He is. So they call him the Godfather of Oakland football. He was like a running backs coach at uh, Skyline High School, which has brought out a ton of very good players. Um, he was there for a while. He's been at Laney. He was a running backs coach, then the OC. I just want to quickly mention when he was got to be head coach at Skyline, I'm pretty sure I read he didn't lose a single game in the 90s. Yeah, they were a wagon of a team. But I couldn't really tell if I liked him or not. I mean, I, I understood that he knows football because he's coached over 100 players that went on to D1. And then he's coached over 20 players that went on in the NFL. Do you know his NFL guys? Uh, C.J. Anderson was the one that really stuck out, but other than that. Yep, I could recognize C.J. Anderson. And then they did have an ex-Steelers Pro Bowl tackle named Marvel Smith, or Marvell Smith. Sweet first name, regardless of how you say it. But you were right. Laney College out in Oakland, California, it's different to the rest of the junior colleges because the players, they don't have any scholarships. They don't have any dorms. So they have to provide housing themselves. Some of them don't even eat. One of the guys on the team, he commutes over two hours to practice every day. Well, a lot of them do that. And did you see that the coach, I don't know if you watch far enough, but when he goes for walks with his wife? Yeah, he's got a walking stick. Big-ass walking stick, just Gandalf in his way. And it doesn't do anything. Like, why are you using that? Some other things that, like, just caught my eye is that he's kind of a dick to, like, some of the players that contribute a lot. He's like, yeah, we only have two good players. They're cornerback, 
who got hurt and just didn't play the rest of the year, and their wide receiver who they made to move to quarterback. Dior. Yeah. He got – he is the most interesting part of the entire season. He's my second favorite person on the show from what I watched because – R.J. Stern? Nope. I got Nuuwo Okay, I, I liked him, but I liked R.J.'s story um, – Nuu Tegalva. No relation to Tuga Tegavovia. Well, it's spelled completely different, so they're not related. The quarterback at all, but... for the Dolphins. No relation. But he has two kids living with his in laws. But Dior is. Do you li- see the fucking strobe light he has in his kid's room? Slash his room? They all live in the same room? It is a bumping green and red and blue light that is, it's like you're at a rave. And they sleep with this shit. Uh, but I love, like, Dior says, because he worked at Wingstop, this guy grinded. He would go to practice. He would get done with practice and everything and go work at Wingstop for, like, four hours, go sleep in his car, get up, go to class at 8. The guy was a grinder, and they made him play quarterback. They played one game with their third-string quarterback because the first two got hurt before the first string came back. And you just never heard from the third stringer again? No, they didn't have... At one point, they injured all their quarterbacks. Yeah, I know, but the third stringer, his injury was not bad, but they just never brought him back. I have a conspiracy theory that they killed him. Well, we might have to look into that a little bit more as a podcast. And another one, yours, dad is a huge douche. Because his dad was in the Navy, has a pretty decent house close by, but he just won't stay with him. His dad made him dress up in girls' clothes and go to school because he was talking with a girl. Yeah, his dad sounds like a ginormous douche. That's exactly why I stopped watching that season. I don't know. It's just I don't like the season. It, it, if Last Chance You to Me is a good fucking team, a good team that's going to at least make a bid for like a national title. They couldn't even play for a national titles, the California League, and they went six and four. I'm sorry. I don't like it. Last chance you, my favorites go in order of how they came out. One through five is my power rankings of last chance you. I can respect that. I mean, I was I was just starving for some content, so this came at just a good time. No, I'm not knocking you. I think last chance you is a great thing to talk about. It's just we came up with the idea and then as I watch more, I'm like, okay, this team's two and three, not going anywhere, not going to win the California Penal League state title. Why would I keep watching this? So I went back to season one. Did you read into R.J. Stern at all? No, Matt, I didn't like this season. Okay, well, he is living at his, I think it was his great-grandmother or wrote a book. And... Oh, that guy. I didn't read into him, but I kind of get the background story. But he, so basically what happened is his grandmother wrote a really successful book and bought a house nearby where writers in the family would live. But like his grandpa was a pedophile and like there's a dog that barks all the time. And he's like, I'm just living here because it's free. And the people that live with him, like his great aunt is weird as shit. And the dude there definitely has to register when he moves. 
But he's like, yeah, I'm just trying to get like, and he was a good player too, but the coach hated him. Probably because he had a nose ring. I mean, it's not far off, but this dude was a, he was a dude. He could play. And he didn't get any scholarship offers. I think he ended up walk or got a scholarship to a D2 school, but he had to do all the work himself. Coach kind of just like latched on the players he thought could do well. And then, yeah, let's just say if you want to go to Laney, you might be able to go to D1, but you're going to have to do it all on your own because it seemed like in previous seasons at Indy or at EMCC, seemed like the coaches did a lot more help with recruiting. I mean, I guess I didn't really see that part of this season, but it was getting into it, and it didn't seem like they got a whole lot of help. Cleary's comments. My first one. If you're under the age of 20, you are more likely to die by getting struck by lightning than die of coronavirus. Well, okay. <laughs> My next one. Who the hell is Marshmallow. I think it's an electronic artist. Okay, because I'm wildly confused. I think he wears, um, or it. I don't want to assume it's gender. I think Marshmallow wears uh, some sort of headgear. Some sort of like I looked. Helmet. I looked it up and I just saw him wear a picture of a dude that's wearing like a marshmallow Don't costume. assume the gender of Marshmallow, please. You know what? Fuck Marshmallow. I couldn't agree more. You were the one who brought it up. At what age could I beat Deion Sanders in a race if he kept aging and I didn't? So what age for you or what age for him? or both? If I could run 40 now, and how old do you think he'd have to be for me to beat him in a 40? Deion Sanders would have to be at least 79 years old for you to beat him in a 40 in your prime. Oh, in my prime, I could beat him in his prime. Okay, so... (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. So why'd you ask then? (laughs) I think Deion Sanders would at least need to sniff 70 before it would be close. I'm saying 79, final answer. Have you seen that guy run recently? He still runs like a 4-6. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who could be back in the NFL and be Well, you saw T.O. and Chad Johnson working out. Like, when the XFL comes back, I hope they come back. Yeah, totally. Let's take a huge pay cut playing this shitty-ass football league. Makes sense. Okay, we talked on bingo last week. It's my sport called Extreme Bingo. If you have one number left and someone calls bingo, you get the opportunity to fight them if they accept. But they can't accept. They say, oh, person has one number left. Do you want to double it and fight them? Or just take your money? Now I'm really confused. I guess my only question is, what kind of rules? MMA rules? Prison rules? Nobody gives a fuck rules? Last person breathing rules? Parking lot fight rules? No groin shots? No hair pulling? What was the question? Extreme bingo! Oh, 
Um, it, it, yeah. I, I'm just really confused. And the other happens. people that played bingo can bet on it. What's this double down that you mentioned? What is the double okay, down? Okay, so here's the scenario. I get a bingo. Okay. You're pissed. You yep. only needed 071 to win. Nice. And you go, fuck it. I'll fight him. And if you win, you get the bingo money, not double. But if the guy that wins wants to fight you and wins, he gets double the prize. But how do you double the prize when it's money from the bingo players in the first place? It's a gambling institution. They back it. And they win money off people betting on that fight. All right, so we're stealing money from charity. Matt, how many towels do you rotate for showering? I have two right now, and I wash them every week. I'm on a strong three-towel rotation right now, but I was out of control for a while. Uh, At one point, I had six towels in the rotation. Just got to be too crowded. There's too much talent out there. Towels were getting too dry. See, that's the thing, though. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, until you do laundry and realize you're wiping your balls with six different towels over the last two weeks. Or the guy that only has one towel that washes it every month. Nope, nope. That's not me. I'm a clean guy. Not the cleanest, but I'm a clean guy. Once those towels start to smell a little funky, bleach them. First week of fantasy baseball is off to just a classic start. As I mentioned, I got a little banged up on Saturday night. So I woke up on Sunday to a dead phone. And I said, fuck it. Forgot all about my fantasy baseball team, though. Turns out I had a pitcher on my bench who was playing. John the Molester Lester. He had a quality start, and I lost the quality start category by one. Lost the week five to six to one. I blew it. I blew it, and I couldn't be happier for fantasy baseball to be back. That's the thing, though. I can I can do daily fantasy baseball, but the fact that you have to change your lineup every single day, I'm like, oh, I'll just go set mine for a month. Turns out, like, two guys get hurt. It's, it's an everyday thing. I love fantasy football just because it's one, one week. There's only a certain amount of games. But holy shit, I played fantasy baseball like a couple of years ago. I think I was in the same league as you. Yep. And it's like after f- probably two months, half the league lost interest. Well, let's be honest. No matter who wins this year, it's a botched fucking season because... I would you... play this year. It's 60 games. No, but dude, it's even more of a headache because you have all these COVID postponements. We have rain postponements. You don't know who the fuck is playing, who's sick, who's not. Left or right, who knows? Nobody. That's our show for this week, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it, and thank you so much for listening. I want to give a quick shout-out to our listeners out in Ireland, Czech Republic, Germany, and now Australia. I will refrain from trying out my Australian accent. Looking forward to next week, we'll have an avocado toast taste test live on air And it's the start of our stellar guest lineup that Matt and I have been working very hard on. If you want to stay up to date on all this, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
Also, be sure to follow us on Spotify, or if you listen on Apple, subscribe, rate, and review us. We'd really appreciate any feedback you may have. Thank you so much again for listening, and hope you all have a wonderful day.